Welcome back to The Pillars. On today's episode, we're going to discuss jealousy and not just what can cause jealousy or where, where it comes from, but how you can appropriately deal with it in a way that ultimately strengthens your relationship. And we're going to hear from Joe on some of the uh, fun ways that technology has played a role in her own jealous experience. Yes. So enjoy. Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim. I'm Sergeant Joe. And I'm Dr. J. And today we're going to look at a topic that many of us experience on a weekly basis, maybe a little less often for some, maybe daily for a few. So what's our topic today? Today we're talking about jealousy. And this came up um, kind of organically in a discussion that we were having as a team, but I know, at least for me, as a psychologist who works with people through all different stages of their life, that jealousy can rear its ugly head uh, through many different points in a relationship, whether you've been together for just a few weeks or months or even many years down the road. It gets really difficult in relationships, especially when you feel like you know your needs aren't being met or maybe you're seeing or interpreting things and so jealousy is so quick to come up and sometimes there's underlining emotions that then spur that that jealousy well and you could be jealous not just of another person like a possible competing romantic partner but of maybe the uh, a new child like taking mm -hmm. attention or a new dog or maybe a electronic device of some sort. Wow, yeah, yes. That, that, that's a good point. I mean, it had, has to do a lot of times with certain needs that aren't being met. And I think there's this bias towards imagining jealousy as something that's more physical in nature, uh, especially in romantic couples. We think about uh, one partner being unfaithful to the other and uh, or the potential of one partner being unfaithful, and that's something that would appropriately spur uh, jealousy. Uh, but actually, what's interesting is the research so shows that men and women tend to, at least heterosexual men and women, tend to construe uh, jealousy and even infidelity in somewhat different ways. Hmm. So men, for example, tend to uh, become more jealous when they believe that their spouse, spouse is being physically or sexually unfaithful to them. Uh, because for men, if you, you guys have read a, a, a book called His Needs, Her Needs, um, it talks about how men like to receive love um, differently and, and a lot of times through that physical expression of love. And so when they're not getting that from their partner and their partner's in fact giving that to somebody else, that to them is the biggest betrayal because it speaks to both their physical and their emotional needs. Whereas with women, uh, they still care about the physical intimacy component, but uh, the emotional fidelity is a lot, a lot of times more important. And so they will see um, other women interacting with their, with their man as uh, potentially a threat to that emotional intimacy and that kind of connection. And so I've, I've seen this in um, you know, my practice from time to time when I'm working with couples, um, where a woman will say, well, yeah, I slept with him, but it didn't mean anything. Well, to the man in the relationship, that didn't mean a lot. That was the, the ultimate type of betrayal, and that's uh, where a lot of his jealousy came from. Whereas with uh, the guy, he'd say, well, yeah, we're just really good friends, or uh, maybe the, the, the wife was expressing concern about his coworkers who were female who was spending a lot of time with and interacting with mm -hmm. and developing these close um, social and emotional bonds. That, in her mind, was more egregious than uh, the physical act of cheating. And so I think uh, what you guys are talking about when um, jealousy rears its ugly head, it's more about not getting certain needs met in the relationship. And that can cause um, us to act in jealous ways in order to try to uh, reobtain the, the needs that we're trying or, or perceived to have lost from our partners. Yeah, I, I know for me, 
the only jealousy I experience is with the artificial intelligence that we allow in our home where she plugs into the wall and you can basically ask her anything you want and she gives you an answer. Mm -hmm. The only problem is, is I've experienced that she doesn't respond to me like she responds to my husband. And so there are several times where I'll say, hey, please set a timer for 15 minutes or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she just goes on this whole, I'm sorry, I don't understand you. And then my spouse will go in and he'll say, set a timer, 15 minutes. And she's like, oh, sure, I'll set a timer for you. <laughs> and it's like, why Why does he get the response? She used that breathy voice she too. Do, I swear she does. I swear <laughs> she does. It's this this crazy situation. And even he laughs about it about it because he gets the response from her where me i'm yelling her name to get her to <laughs> acknowledge me and nothing. so this machine is you feel like she's purposefully ignoring you yeah and maybe trying to like cause a rift between you and your husband i 100 percent believe that she is infiltrating my <laughs> role as the mother and wife in my home because my children will even go what's the weather outside? And they won't even ask me anymore. Like I usually tell my daughter, like grab a coat today or yeah. don't grab a coat today. They go straight to her. That used to be your role. That was my role. And then ah. now I'm like, well, you could have asked me like. And you can see jealousy isn't just purely in uh, that sexual infidelity piece. Mm -hmm. It can be just taking time or taking mm -hmm. attention away from us. Mm -hmm. And logically we know like yes. there's more to it. It's a great story though. Uh, that's why I was trying to cue it up earlier yeah. too. Um, but the thing is, things can take our attention. And really, it shows, in my opinion, in all of us, a lack of contentment. Because all of us have jealousy for something, someone's time or attention. And if we can reflect on it and say, what's the opposite of jealousy? Well, on the spiritual piece, we might say being content with what you have and what's mm -hmm. being brought into your life. So you can do that by just appreciating the person and the thing that's there, even if it's this device. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, you can appreciate a couple things about it, maybe not everything. <laughs> Uh, but there, we can appreciate our partner. We can express gratitude, and to just appreciate the fact that they are still with us and helping us in whatever way um, they they can. Absolutely, and, and what we know about jealousy from uh, neurological imaging studies shows that it's it's more the fear of that loss uh, that spurs jealousy in the first place. There's a there's an area of the brain called the cingulate cortex um, that lights up real big in certain kinds of monkeys when they see their mate interacting with a, another um, monkey, you know, one that's trying to come in on uh, or invade their, their territory. And that area of the brain is related to not just how we process pain, but particularly social pain. We actually yeah. feel physical and, and emotional pain the same as we, we, we would like a, a medical or uh, illness or a physical injury when we see this happening. And so that spurs us to do anything ever, or whatever we can uh, within our power to try to stop that pain from happening. And a lot of times that means taking action and, and acting uh, with jealous behaviors, mm -hmm. which are designed to try to reinstill closeness with your um, significant other, but a lot of times are counterproductive. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys have any examples of that um, or anything y'all have seen where somebody started acting jealously and pushed their other person, the other person away instead of bringing them closer? I know for you, you probably see it in your couple's counseling. I know the couples that I coach and stuff that's pretty significant, the male will definitely be like, why does she act this way? And she's like, why don't you love me? And you can just tell that it, there's just this miscommunication going on. And in some way it's been interpreted that there's some jealousy component, whether he works too much or maybe mm -hmm. he doesn't 
give her the time. And it could be the opposite. Maybe she works too much and she doesn't give him the time and then he's experiencing the jealousy for whatever that is. Um, and it may not be some other person. It, it could just be yeah. whatever the attention Something is headed to. Something else competing for attention. Definitely. Right. And the so irony are, are a lot of couples, though, will, uh, people will express, well, he's not jealous or she's not jealous enough for me, thinking mm. it's a positive mm. trait. Okay. Why do you think that would be? Well, because we all want to be desired. We all want somebody to demonstrate that they're making effort to win our affection and to win our attention. And if somebody's not um, expressing that, then we may not feel loved. We may mm -hmm. not feel like that person is continuing to pursue us. And so to some extent, I, I think um, you're right, it could be healthy. Where, where it becomes unhealthy is where it, when um, one or even both partners, such as in the case of codependence, will try to smother each other mm -hmm. and, and spend you know all or, or if not all, most of their time with the other person um, and try to, to draw out the affection that they're not getting or the reassurance that they feel like they need. And, and so that, that's where it can start to push, push the other person away because now um, instead of feeling like they want to get close to this person, all they want to do is get away and get some, some independence and autonomy just to get some breathing room and to have um, some modicum of privacy. And so I think there needs to be that balance between how we um, pursue the people who we date or who we're married to, um, as well as a recognition of when we're, we're going too far, doing too much, and perhaps bordering into that, that jealous territory. So with jealousy, when you start experiencing that, what are some healthy avenues? Because ultimately you're gonna feel it. You can't just push the jealousy away. So what are some healthy options for jealousy? I'll tell you what's not a healthy <laughs> avenue yeah. is to try to, to take retribution or get revenge mm -hmm. on your significant other, which um, unfortunately I, I see quite a lot. It's um, the idea that you hurt me in this way, whether they're aware of the, it, it or not, so I'm going to do the same thing to you so you can feel the pain that I'm feeling. It's not the most healthy way to think of things, but a lot of times uh, we have these revenge fantasies or we want to help people understand the impact they had on us. And the only way we can think to do that is to treat them almost the exact same way. Um, now that rarely ever works out in a positive manner. Mm -hmm. So a better approach is to believe it or not, just talk about it have these open conversations. And it can be as simple as using the I feel statements. Hey, I wanna let you know, I've been feeling kind of jealous lately and I'm not sure why. Or it, it's because I you know, see you spending so much time at work and I feel like we haven't had um, as much time as we used to to just spend together and get, getting to know each other. Mm. That kind of direct, not beating around the bush conversation can save relationships. Um, but it's uncomfortable and uh, a lot of us avoid it for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so important to talk about it. I've seen many couples where a person takes some form, uh, form of revenge against the partner. And some of it, and it, we're not always talking like slash the tires and you know break the windows. Extreme. It can be an example, well, I stop texting you every day. Mm -hmm. And the other partner responds with, oh, you did? I know, I was like, thank goodness, now I get all this time back. And the other partner's <laughs> like, well, that was revenge. Like, <laughs> I thought it was great. Yeah. And so sometimes what you even mean to be inflicting that kind of feeling on your partner mm -hmm. isn't generating that response mm -hmm. at all. So having these conversations, even though they're difficult, having those crucial conversations yeah. if you want a reference to look up uh, are really important. And there's a, a physiological reason why we do that too. So I, I mentioned the cingulate cortex. There's also hormonal involvement. Um, so the when we feel 
jealousy. It's um, a violation of this certain area of our brain, the lateral septum, that involves pair bonding and a hormone called oxytocin that, um, at least in certain mammals, has uh, been associated with how we um, connect with, with people one-on-one, -on -one, how we pair bond with our significant other. And when we feel like there's a violation or there's a threat to that, um, the hormones cortisol, which you may you know, know is a stress hormone um, indicated in our fight or flight response, and testosterone for both men and women is released um, in huge spurts into our bloodstream. Why testosterone is significant is in um, mating threat situations, it tends to lead to aggression. So you are now hyped up, you're agitated, anxious, stressed, and also this testosterone is making you feel like you've gotta take some aggressive action to protect your relationship. And so it can often come out in less than helpful ways, not just uh, taking revenge, but sort of passive aggressive uh, mechanisms like not texting or I'm just gonna stop talking to this person or you know, I'm not gonna fulfill my responsibilities around the house, things of that nature, just make certain comments, which the other person may not even pick up on in the first place and aren't gonna do you any good into trying to win that person back. So I think it's important to be aware of that, how these things are influencing you so that you can take the appropriate steps steps to de-stress yourself to make sure that you're in a calm and level place to even have that conversation in the first place in order to make it beneficial. I know definitely when I do coaching and stuff, I, I always talk about hurt people hurt people. Mm. And it's not always intentional, it's a re reactive protective measure as well, right? Like you, that stung really bad what you did, and now I'm gonna make sure that either you feel stung or I'm gonna push you to that way so I don't feel like I'm getting hurt. Protect myself. Exactly. Mm, yeah. But being on the opposite end, right, like someone is experiencing jealousy and it's coming at you, right? Like maybe your spouse is experiencing jealousy. What are some tips or ideas, situations to kind of de-escalate that or to kind of reassure your significant other spouse, anybody, even child? Yeah, I mean, that's a difficult situation to be in because unless that person has explicitly said to you that that's what they're experiencing, you may not even know. True. So some of yeah. these, um, you know, lower level, like we talked about passive aggressive signs uh, might be present, but it's hard to connect why it is that they're acting that way. So I encourage people to just generally check in with their spouse, um, even if they feel like things are going well, because you never know what's going on beneath the surface. And, and it's a relatively innocuous question. Um, how are you doing today? How are we doing? Mm -hmm. um, I actually, I regularly have this conversation with my wife, just because I wanna know, hey, how are we doing lately? And, and sometimes the answer has surprised me in both a positive and negative direction. But without that information, I wouldn't know that there's something that I need to do differently or that I was doing something that was bothering her, mm -hmm. you know, either intentionally or more often than not, unintentionally. So I, I think it's important to have that kind of open communication. Um, and I said it before, that it can literally save relationships. And I think what's important of what you just said, and all of us would agree at some level, like you're a psychologist, you're a mental health tech, I'm a chaplain, and we miss these things, like we can't mind read, mm -hmm. so you can't mind read, and your spouse or significant another can't either. So it's important to have these conversations, ask how you're doing, doing these check-ins, and this, I, I appreciate you sharing it, because I think a lot of folks think, well, I'm you know, married or in this relationship, so I should know, and that's just not true. Mm -hmm. Like we, we can't read no. each other's minds. No. And, and I'll be the first to say, and if you read uh, my five minutes to thrive, um, a few weeks ago, you probably saw one on Halt, the Hungry, Angry, Lonely, Tired, where I talked about, yeah, even I, somebody who like should be on it, um, <laughs> I make mistakes. And yeah, 
um, you know, have arguments in my own relationship, and that's okay. Like we're we're all human, and we're all subject to the same uh, faults and mistakes. Um, as long as we're willing to be self-aware and to try to learn from them, um, that's okay. And I think that applies to jealousy as well. I think so. I see jealousy a lot in my children. I have mm. a mm. an eight, almost nine-year-old going on a teenager in her head. Then I have a four-year-old who's just a four-year-old, and the the eight or nine-year-old will actually misbehave more than the four-year-old because in her mm. mind, in order to get that attention, because she gets jealous of her brother a lot. Yeah, because he's younger, he gets more mm -hmm. attention from mom and dad, whereas, um, well, he's, he supplanted her yeah. originally because she was an only child. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, now she's having to compete with him mm -hmm. for mom and dad's attention. And I, I would guess, because she's relatively autonomous, yeah. <laughs> that more yeah. often than not, she... Uh, loses on that and Unfortunately, that's a difficult yeah. thing yeah. Um, for, for a kid to you know, try to come to terms with. I see this um, on the on the marital side, on the parental side as well, um, especially when that first and second kid comes, uh, one or both parent will focus so much more on the kids, uh, they stop paying attention to each other. Mm -hmm. And so the kids become an object of jealousy from, mm -hmm. from the adults in the family. And they're saying, you're taking my spouse away from me. Uh, because you know, before you came around, it was just us, and things were great. We could do whatever we wanted, and we could be spontaneous. And now you guys have sucked the life out of our our social life, or you know, whatever mm -hmm. it was that we were doing before. Um, and so that's something that I, I think it's important to attend to as well. It doesn't make you a bad person to have these feelings, but if you try to hide them or just push them away, they go unaddressed and can become a problem later on. This is why I verbalize my dislike for this artificial intelligence in my home <laughs> I love it. consistently. I will unplug her consistently. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> and that's another way. Well, so to wrap everything up today, so we went over jealousy, we went through some ways to deal with it, that contentment and appreciation, having open and honest conversations, mm -hmm. that we can be jealous of not just a partner, but of inanimate objects or of <laughs> children and her dogs. I'm just teasing. <laughs> anything you know, that steals attention or takes or attention yes. away, right? Yeah. Anything at all. It can be an object, a toy, or, you know, like mm -hmm. if you have a, you know, a boat or a plane, whatever, um, whatever your hobbies have. I have no boat or plane, but just saying that out loud. Okay, anyway, is, uh, did we miss anything else we should no, cover the, in our wrap-up? The wrap big takeaway is if you're, you're experiencing jealousy or, um, you know, somebody with whom you're in a relationship um, is experiencing jealousy to have that conversation about it. Try to identify it and actually label it. Mm -hmm. um, so that you guys can have a conversation about it and then figure out collaboratively what you can do to keep it from becoming an issue. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing. And we just thank you for what you do for our nation and we look forward to seeing you next time. Mm -hmm.